and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three players returning to their regular campaign and regular characters this evening. That would be Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello, you lot. Hello, hello you lot. Hello. Why is everyone so, so happy? I just don't like being told what to do. <laughs> What, by Cookson? By me? Yeah. Well, I have no choice. I married you. I didn't marry <laughs> Cookson. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yes, you're all back to yourselves. So, that's interesting. Yeah, shit. What does Tommy sound like again? <laughs> I don't remember. I think attempted Cockney. Attempted Cockney. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Not actual Cockney, just, 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 just like attempted a poor Cockney. man's attempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like most of my accents, they're just attempts at things I may have heard once. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they will be finally reprising their roles as Tommy the Gunslinger, Sophia the Hunter, not Hunter. Oh, it's been too long. You're a fighter. Fighter with yeah. a bow. Monster Hunter. Actually. Monster Hunter, that's the term. As you yeah. get Monster that's Hunter from, you see. Ah, I see. I was only one step away. Yeah, Sophia the Monster Hunter and Rogar the Paladin Sorcerer. And... When we last left this particular group of players, two of them had fallen down a massive pit after trying to destroy a power battery that was housing some sort of demonic spirit, and Sophia, plus the uh, lovable NPC Solara, ran the fuck away as the whole place started collapsing. So that's was smart. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. So yeah, the research base that you guys have been uh, dungeoneering through for our past few sessions has completely collapsed in on itself, dragging hordes of robots and other things down. You found one of the people you freed, dead on the floor, missing a pair of eyes, and he transformed back into some sort of monstrous form that uh, you believe may be his true form. That was Aaron who died, unfortunately for him. And right now, Sophia and Solara are trying to catch their breath just getting into the cavern that was outside the base. Rogar was greeted by a strange man with no eyes and wearing a blindfold. And Tommy was walking further into the temple that they'd both fallen into, running as far away as possible from the Illuminated who seems to be floating around down there. Yeah. Very, very quietly. Yeah. Well, you're you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's where we're going to pick back up. And uh, who do I choose first? Technically, at the moment, Rogar's in the future because he was dead briefly and <laughs> woke up two hours later. Yeah. As you do, you know. As you st do. St standard Tuesday for Rogar. Standard Tuesday for Rogar. <laughs> I think we're going to start with Tommy. Fair enough. So, Tommy, as you chose the path that kind of led you deeper into the temple. You notice that uh, this part is definitely human construction of some form. This was a one time, probably a long time ago, from all the cobwebs and dust and decay that you see around you. Probably quite a large temple, quite uh, well off in some ways. It seems to have, even though the walls are faded, you can see parts of decoration and engravings. When this place was not in such ruin, you can imagine it was probably quite a beautiful temple. And as you kind of get deeper inside here and you start walking through the corridors, 
You hear a noise. Sounds like some voices talking. Am I already in stealth still? Yeah, I'll say you're still in stealth at the moment. Okay, I'm going to creep slightly closer to where I can hear the voices from, see if I can pick up what they're saying. Okay. As you creep closer, you get to the end of one of these corridors, and it opens up into a larger room. And as you draw close and look round, you don't see anyone. Do I still hear the voices? Voices stopped. Hmm. And uh, that- do, do me a perception check for the room. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. With a fifteen, as you kind of look around this larger room, this seems to be an area where uh, a lot of people were trying to gather items. You see lots of broken objects that would have been like chests and vases and urns and stuff like that. It seems to be a, some sort of depository, but it's been ransacked. I'm guessing there's no cool loot hanging around. Not that you can see with a fifteen in this room. Okay. Everything um, looks damaged. In fact, you'd say that the damage is significant, and with a 15, as you're kind of scanning around, you can even see some light scorch marks on the walls that have torn away parts of the rock face. Hmm, that doesn't look good. Is there any other doors out of this place? Yeah, there's multiple doors. And in fact, as you're looking around at the uh, door that leads over to the west, you hear voices again. And then as you look towards the door to the north... You suddenly see a person walking towards you. I'm going to very very slowly hunker down into the shadows a bit uh, more. Make me a stealth check then. Uh, 16. Oh, that's pretty low. Yeah, for not me. too bad, though. You hunker down into the shadows and you kind of arrange some of the debris in front of you and kind of lurch down as low as you can go and crouch there. You watch as a woman walks into the room. But now that she's closer and in this kind of faint, eerie light that seems to emanate around this temple that you can see from like the growing funguses and lichen that have just taken over these old passageways, you see that she is most definitely not alive. In fact, being that you've seen one once before, she looks very much like a ghost. Hmm. She's dressed... Fuck off, ghost. Piss off, ghost. She is wearing a long robe with a hood up, and she looks like she's walking towards something, and she walks over to the corner where one of the broken chests are, and she kind of kneels down in front of it and goes through the motions of opening a chest that's no longer intact, and then she kind of shakes her head and disappears. Hmm. Obviously some kind of restless spirit. But what could that be? So there's no chest where she went to at all. Do you see, like, rotten ancient wood? I might just kind of stealth over and investigate the rotten ancient wood, see if there's anything around that to suggest what the chest might have held. Um, I'll say, even without an investigation, as you look at this, it is literally just a couple of planks of rotted wood, the rest of it. You can gather that whatever this ghost was looking at was a hell of a long time ago. Like, hundreds of years, at least. So I'm going to make my way, sort of, cautiously back down through this this large room. And maybe actually towards the door that she, she appeared to come through. As you start to head towards that door, she appears again. And walks straight past you, not seeing you, not interacting with you, almost walks right through you as you kind of like jump a little bit out of the way. And she walks back into the room 
and repeats the same action again. Shakes her head and disappears. Mm. I might try and interact with her next time she comes past then. Okay, so you wait a few moments then and again she appears just in the corridor out of nowhere and starts walking past you again. So, not not too loud so that anyone else can hear me. I'm going to be like, what, love? What are you looking for? You get no response. She just walks past. It's almost like she can't even perceive you. Mm. And then again, as you're sort of stood here for a while, you hear voices in the distance. I'm going to start making my way. I want to see, see, what, see what's in that room that she came out of, first okay. of all. As you head towards the room that she came from, you go into a small chamber and... After you look around for a few moments, is it quite a plain, just blank room, stone walls, whatever used to be held in here has either rotted away or been stolen. But all of a sudden, four ghosts appear, and they're milling around the room. They start doing, like, chores. Like, you watch as one starts dusting what must have been some sort of hanging tapestry or drapes or something like that, but she's using her hand as if there's a tool there but she can't see anything. It's like she's miming the action out. Um, a couple of the other ghosts are in a conversation but their words are just like mumbled and you can't make out what they're saying, almost like it's coming through static. So Tommy's just going to look around and be like what the fuck is going on? And then as suddenly as they all appear they just disappear. This is This is proper fucking shitting me up, I tell you. Right, um, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to... So I'm going to... Tommy's just kind of talking to himself a little bit. He's going to quietly still, because he's still stealth, stealthing, but mm-hmm. he's going to start making his way up the corridor a bit further and see 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 what else, what other rooms come off here, if they're all just little storerooms or if there's a sort of an obvious corridor that leads out. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, as you continue on, you do eventually make your way into a... Uh, a larger room that's still quite nice. Like, um, it, this room hasn't been as damaged as much as some of the others. In fact, you can still make out some of the decorations and even the tapestry that's still intact. And looking at the tapestry, you see a symbol of what kind of looks like a crystal ball with little eyes in it. And I want you to make me a religion check. Cool. Tommy's big on religion, I tell yep. you. So your favourite subject in school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a 17, fuck me. 17? <laughs> That's about <laughs> as good as Tommy's ever going to get on religion. <laughs> you you remember from, like, childhood stories and, like, the odd time that you were forced to go to church by some people, like, dragged you along as a kid, like, uh, children these days need a good bit of religion. Little waif that you are, and they chuck you yeah. in the temple. Just, just, just imagine Tommy is like the artful dodger, little kid, just being <laughs> dragged along by <laughs> wearing a tricorn hat that's too big for him. You remember being shown a bunch of religious iconography, and this one does look a little bit familiar. You remember it because this is when you first started thinking that magic was just bullshit that was made up, because this is the symbol of Savras the god of mages and wizards who serves the goddess Mistra, whose temple you have been to a few times. He is known as the All-Seeing, hence the eye motif that you seem to be noticing everywhere. Yeah, to- Tommy's, Tommy's still very conflicted about magic. You know, on, on the one hand, he does know it exists, but on the other hand, he still hates mages and just thinks it's all a bunch of, like, wand-measuring contests, you know. Not a big fan. So, I mean, that's interesting to know. So I'm assuming I'm in some kind of... Well temple or or wizards kind of retreat 
I don't know. It's not normally what is his tower, is it? If it's underground, but some kind of um, place that either worships this or is or is magic based heavily. Hmm. So um, okay, that's interesting to know. Was well, uh, your... yeah. oh, sorry. Go if you want to do I was just going to say, I know I'm just, I'm just sort of assuming all the ghosts I've seen so far are ghosts of servants. So something that's keeping them here. That's what I can think so far. As you uh, are admiring the tapestry, and actually a little bit surprised at how well it's kept, given that this place does seem ancient, you notice around this room there are a bunch of smashed urns like there were in the other, but there's one that's still intact. And as that catches your eye, suddenly a ghost appears in front of it, kneeling down. She seems to be putting invisible items into the urn, and then puts the lid on top of it. As she does that, you hear footsteps coming towards you, and another ghost walks into the room. And these ones you can actually hear the words of as they seem to come through with a bit more forcefulness and clarity. Oh, Sister Maria, do hurry up. I need you to attend me. The ghost that was kneeling down and putting the uh, items in the urn looks up and turns to this uh, elder uh, priestly-looking man that has walked into the room. He's kind of got the more heavily adorned robes on and, like, long hair, and he's kind of, like, bald on top. He's got that kind of monk look going on, like a friar or something. And uh, she turns and goes, Oh, yes, sir. H- have they arrived yet? Uh, any moment now, sister. She takes a pause after he says that and kind of looks a little bit pensive. Um, will... Will Lord... Melkarak be attending? <laughs> you know he always comes along when Master Barricane visits. Now, now, I know you find his antics a little distasteful, but Master Barricane has been a strong voice in our favor at the Spire. He believes in the work we do here, my dear. These items must be kept out of the hands of those that mean others harm. It is our sacred duty. Please, don't mistake my far, my worry, Father Ramos. Uh, I am truly thankful that the Illuminated chose to be our patrons. Master Vorik would have had the Spire confiscate all our hard work without them in our corner. Tommy, you suddenly feel a chill in the entire room, almost as if it's just dropped like 15 degrees. Like you actually see your breath in front of you as not a ghost... And not even a wraith, even though you have seen one of those before. You see a shadow-like creature that almost looks more like an imprint rather than an actual spirit. Kind of walks past you, flanked with a couple of other of these spirits as well. That is correct, sister. Master Azrahim truly appreciates your tireless work. In fact, he will be arriving personally tomorrow to reward your order. Oh, uh, Master Azrahim. Oh, um, uh, my, uh, thank, th- th- thank, thank you, Master. That, that's, that's quite an honor. And you watch as the ghosts fade away at that, and the room seems to fade too, and you notice that the tapestry that was behind you with the symbol of Savras on it isn't there anymore. In fact, you can just see some frayed bits of string, and this room is a lot worse than you realize it was when you first walked into it. It almost seems to get darker, and you notice dried, ancient-looking blood, like black stains on the floor, where it's just nothing but, like, 
iron at this point. And you see massive scorch marks up the wall, and parts of the wall have been destroyed. And you're just in the room by yourself. Fuck me, what's going on here? Um, fucking ghosts of god bothers everywhere. But I sort of pricked up at the words illuminated and stuff, and I'm, I'm thinking I was paying quite a lot of attention, so I'm going to try... Hopefully I'm going to be going to see Solara again, and I want to speak to her about it, because I heard mention of the Spire as well, mm. and the illuminated... So, so I'm going to kind of rem- try and remember that conversation, and I'm going to start to move across towards that. The urn is the urn still there? The urn is still there. It looks like a lot older than it did a moment ago. And now it's now like grayed and greenish, and like it's just been decaying over time. But it is still in one piece. Uh, I'll uh, say this as well: from uh, it wasn't that many days ago in game, so Tommy would maybe still remember this name. But when Solara was flicking through her journal and telling you about the illuminated. The person that she showed you a picture of was Barakeen, the one Barakeen. whose name was just mentioned. Interestingly, so she does, she does know him then. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do an investigation on the um, on the urn to see if there's anything like obvious sigils on there, magic warding. I mean, I'm in a temple of um, magic users. It's probably a sensible idea. Mm-hmm. So a thirteen to see if I can is obviously magically trapped or anything. Uh, with a 13, nothing that you notice. You take a guess, maybe it's if there were originally wardings here, it's been too long and they've just not lasted without people to maintain them. Okay, so I'm going to um, go to take the top off and um, cautiously peek inside, see right. if I can see anything inside. Uh, inside, you see a lot of dust, a few cobwebs, and just the slightest glimmer of gold at the bottom, as you can see a ring. Ooh. I'm going to... Yeah, but it's Tommy. So he's going to pick, put his hand in quickly, scoop the ring up. He's not going to put it on. He's going to hold it in his thumb and forefinger and take a look at it, sort of appraise it. Yeah, you get a good look at it. It's a small gold ring with engraved bits of ivy that kind of intertwine around on the outside. Okay, I'm going to slip that into um, one of my sort of inner hidden pockets away for now um, till I can get a get someone who knows a bit about magic to have a look at it and see if it's magical or whether it's just um just a really nice ring mm. i'll say this sell. you can spend a short rest to kind of uh, try identify it yourself if you want as well but at some point yeah i might do i might wait till i'm in the set, an area that's not got ghosts popping in every five minutes <laughs> before i have a rest um okay so is there any other ways out of this area that I'm in now, or is it back into the main area, room? There are a couple of uh, further corridors that lead off from this one. You want to continue onwards? I think I'm going to continue onwards and see what else I can see. There's, there's, there's nothing else obvious to investigate in this room apart from that jar, is there? Not that you can uh, see. In fact, okay. as soon as you start to leave the room, the scene resets, and you actually notice the room goes back to looking quite nice again. You can see all the tapestries returned. And you see the ghosts suddenly pop in and start looking at the urn again. Feels like the um, whatever's causing these these apparitions. I must. I feel like I'm getting closer to the source, perhaps because obviously, if if, if the magic's a bit stronger here, or what, whether it's magic or whatever it is, it seems to be bringing back more, and it seems to be more obvious. I seem to be able to hear the conversation. So Tommy's thinking, right, I'm I'm probably heading in the direction of whatever's causing this, which may or may not be a good idea. That's why I'm still creeping around. Just got shift held down permanently. <laughs> For anyone who's played Skyrim or anything on the PC. <laughs> I think it's shift and Skyrim on the PC. It certainly was for like oblivion. Anyway. 
Right, well, we'll leave Tommy there for the moment as he goes deeper into the temple. And we're going to flip over to Sophia and Solara. Hello. Hello. As you <laughs> two are catching your breath in the cavern that is just outside the research base, you hear the tearing of metal and more loud smashes and crashes as stone is crumbling down. And as you look back towards the research base, you see a large hand reach around a corner and start to pull forward. And I want you to make me a perception check. With advantage. Mm-hmm. Because I remembered. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 19. 19. Ooh. You can see that this arm that is just reaching around the corner and pulling forward is made up of different pieces of the robots that you've been killing and destroying during your trip here. And I'll say with a 19, you notice it ha glows with the faintness of a red aura. The red aura was kind of maybe inhabiting the power core Yeah. before it exploded. So, um, so how far is this away from me? Uh, at the moment it is about 60 feet away from you and it is starting to make its way towards you. It's Which, just a hand so far. Uh, you've just seen the hand, but the rest of its body will be coming around the corner momentarily. What are you doing? Is there anywhere to hide? Uh, you can attempt to hide, sure, but I'll say this, the research base is still collapsing. Uh, is there this any- thing yeah. seems to be trying to get away from the collapse. Run. Yeah. So Lara and I are going to run as oh. fast as we can. Like gingerbread men. <laughs> sure, like, so you set off at like a Away away from the hand. Okay. You set off at a, a full pace. Solara, seeing this as well, is going to turn around and go, Hang on, let's see if we can slow it down. And she's gonna cast as Akinazar's Scorcher, an attempt to destroy part of the wall, so it speeds up the collapse of things, so she's going to burn a spell slot as she follows after you. You hear, after that, this terrifying wail that just cuts through the air like a knife as more metal begins to tear and fall apart, and you watch as a number of these bits of robots start to crawl out of the holes that are forming in the ground, and then are getting dragged backwards towards this entity that is chasing after you, almost like it is trying to recreate some sort of body out of them. Oh, shit. What do you do now? Are you going to continue to try run? Is it getting closer? Uh, uh, like, it was 60 foot away from me before, now is it? Uh, now I'd say it's probably about 25 feet away from you. Oh, shit. Um, actually, no, sorry, you used your full turn. It's actually more like 45 feet away from you. So it does have increased Speed over me. Um, can I notch an arrow and just try and hit it while I'm still running? Sure. Are you going to try hit hit or hit something in the environment? What's your plan? Are you just going to try hit it directly? Yeah, I don't have any other kind of nice arrows that will do anything fantastic. So. Unless there's something in the environment that looks like I could make it, I don't know, damage the hand. Uh, do me a uh, perception check. What did you see? Ten. 
10, with a 10, the best you can see, there's a few support beams that were on the outside of the research base to help kind of keep the roof like not falling on them as they were traveling back and forth. It's the best you can see with a 10. I don't have anything useful, which is really sad. <laughs> That's all right, you can still attack the creature. Yeah. Yeah, might as well just attack it with a normal arrow. Attack! Ooh, Damn. With a natural one, unfortunately, your arrow just goes wide as this creature pulls itself up out of a pit that seems to be expanding as more of the research base is falling downwards as it drags itself up. And you see this weird creature built out of multiple robots that seem to be getting torn and pulled together to form some freakish amalgam of a larger demonic body. And... Oh, is Solara going to hit it? Please hit it. Yeah, so Solara is going to try again and burn another spell slot to speed up the collapse to try drop this demon creature into the pit. So she's going to go with her level 2 spell again. and She's going to aim at one of the struts that were on the outside. And deals 11 fire damage to it. Uh, you watch as the one of the struts starts to collapse and part of the wall falls away and this creature's leg falls into it and it kind of has to take a moment to try to pull itself out of the ground. So does that mean that we're further away from it now? Yes, as you both kind of move away, having attacked, you manage to gain a bit of distance on it. Jeez. Um, is there any, can I take another perception to see if there's anything else further on in the environment that I can use? Sure, go for it. 23. 23. You watch as this large demonic robot entity sort of pulls itself out of the ground and starts barreling towards you, almost on all fours as its body is forming and reshaping itself as it moves forward. And you notice, coming out of the side, where you originally came through the cavern and there was a bunch of smoke, you see a small little fissure in the ground that seems to be leaking some sort of gas. Hmm. Still have nothing that I can use. Well, so your arrows would be metal if you want to try spark a light. Yeah, could try that. So would I just try and hit it? Uh, I would say for this, do me a... Yeah, do me an attack and I'll just set a, a DC for you hitting it. Okay, just with my arrow? Yeah. Come on. 21. 21. Nice. With a 21, you successfully hit the fissure just on the side, and you see a little spark come out of the side of your arrow as it skirts across the rock face, and a massive explosion goes off, shaking the cavern. Solara kind of grabs you by the arm as she runs past and kind of starts dragging you away as more and more of this area just collapses completely. You watch that even from this angle you can see part of the research base falls completely into the pit and this demonic entity charging after you is just overtaken by the fall of all the rocks and debris and it crashes downwards awesome disappears I into the really, darkness really hope we're not under that yep <laughs> i was just thinking that your problem not mine <laughs> all i know is that you could be dead anyway so fuck it yeah, that's fair. It's true. So she's so, got a lot more like callous to death now, hasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah affected, affected you. Us, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing 
I can physically do to help you. Or I know that my character knows that I could do to help you. So just no, very yeah, cavalier at the moment. I'm yeah. very, very cavalier. Right. Yeah. So you and Solara start running towards the um, the waterway that brought you down to the research base in the first place to try get your way out of there as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll leave you two trying to get back up to the sewers. And let's go see what Rogar's up to. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> So, Are we all in the same time now? I uh, that is you two just catching up to Rogar, yes. Okay, cool. So now, Rogar, you are in a small it looks like some sort of prayer room with little magical torches that are they're still lit even after however long it has been. And you see a man sat before you in a little, almost like a little stone basic throne type chair. It's not super ordained, but you do see it seems to have some sort of eye motif carved into the sides of it. And on the bit just above his head, almost like an all-seeing eye above him. You see this old, gaunt-looking man who greets you with a large smile through his long, shabby beard and his graying streaked hair that's greasy and horrible at this point. His robes are basically just tattered and falling apart, and he's wearing a blindfold across his eyes, and you can see uh, a couple of specks of dried blood just on his cheeks. Uh, am Am I in the room, or am I still kind of like on the outside of the room? Uh, that's what you see as you kind of walk to the entrance of the room. He's kind of like saying hello to you effectively. Uh, can I take a perception on the room? Sure, what are you trying to find? Uh, I'm just trying to, like, because obviously I've just come from a tunnel that's all kind of fucked up. And there's just this random room with like a, well, Shazam sat in it. <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of like, uh, this is a bit weird. Yeah, you can do me a perception. And A 19. With a 19. Uh, you looking around the room, you can see that the tunnel that you were in is part of some sort of tunnel that an ankeg has burrowed through, and it looks like it has just collapsed onto part of this room. So this room would have just been completely sealed off before, except for a passageway that you can see on your right-hand side that leads off somewhere else. This room would have just been a somber prayer room by itself, except that this man seems to be here. You don't know whether he has been enshrined to some degree or whether this man was particularly important to whoever built this place but you can definitely tell that this area ha- that is intersected with where the Ankex tunnel came through is definitely man-made okay okay so right um yeah i guess i'll just like slide in like yeah so you heard me what's going on i was just gonna say yo what's up uh sorry to disturb you i guess you were sleeping Oh, no, I don't sleep much anymore. I've uh, been awake for a long time now. Long, long time. Frankly, I just wanted someone to talk to. It's been so, so long since I've had a good chat. Ah, well, yeah, you know, they say you only live twice, Mr. Bond. (laughs) Ah, So they say. (laughs) So, who might you be? Well, you know, I am, uh, fuck it. I am a clanless rogar. I am, uh, you know, on a mission of vengeance. And you are... Me? Oh, well, I can't really remember my actual name. It's been so long now, but they used to just call me the Seer. The Seer, huh? It's uh, kind of noticing as uh, might not have any eyes, so uh, 
What the fuck do you see? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked, boy. I'm glad you asked. You see, the loss of the eyes is uh, part of the whole ritual to become a seer, you see. Gonna have to give up the physical sight to see something a bit more. Both me and my sister went through this exact same process, so... God, thousand or so years back now? Whoa, really? So you must have some interesting tales. Oh, well, as you can see, I don't really get out of this chair much. And he kind of looks down. You notice he is actually, like, strapped to the chair with, like, these also, like, stone manacles that go around his wrists and ankles. He goes, but thanks to the sight, I can glimpse things. Not, and he kind of looks a little confused for a moment as he sort of shakes his head and goes, not as much as I used to. And I'll be honest with you, lad, these last few years I've been as blind as I am in real life, I guess you could say. I'm not sure what's happened, except, I'll be honest, I'm a little worried what might have happened to my sister, but as if she was even alive anyway. <laughs> oh, God, it's been, been too long. But before that, older stuff I still have a pretty good recall for. In fact, I still have the sight to a certain degree. Really? Hmm. Well, I mean, what kind of things do you even see? Quite, quite a... Hmm. This seems a bit fuzzy to me. Well, ask me something, and I'll uh, see what I can see. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> How much wood could wood chuck chuck and wood chuck could chuck wood? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not actually going to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Tell me something. You ever heard of a deity, a god perhaps, uh, by the name of the Whispering Man at all? Ring any bells? With a, a natural 20 on his roll to beat through his confusion over the last few thousand years, and he peers with his special sight, you see his body starts to almost glow a little bit, and the blindfold, this tatty old rag, you actually see... Two eyes appear there, like a, a golden outline. A whispering man. It seems a name shrouded. I see hints, words spoken by some. I see those in hushed tones and dark robes speaking of a god. An entity. I see... I see where... Where he first made contact. He wasn't here before. But ever since then, he's been here in one way or another. I don't know how he got here. But I see him talking to someone. Whispering in their ear. A long, long time ago. I see... I see... The one who... The one who killed all my friends. And he starts actually... He comes out of this trance a little bit as he kind of shakes and writhes about in the chair as he's seemingly recalling something he didn't intend to recall. But I'll say with his natural 20 on getting this, he's getting a bit more than he would have otherwise. He kind of shakes and froths at the mouth and goes, That bastard! That bastard! That bastard Azrahim! He, he killed them all. He fucking killed every last one of them. And then left me in here to rot. 
And it was because of him, because of those damnable whispers in his ear. How did he? I don't know how. I can't see. He's blinded everything. Everything he touches, he blinds. But I see that moment, that dark little moment in the past. They spoke, and then they killed us all, and I don't even know why. And he kind of thrashes about and comes out of the trance and goes, Oh. Oh. Oh, I've not had a vision that strong in a long time. Very interesting. So, um, you seem to state there that he killed all of you. Well, clearly not all of you because you're here. And you mentioned the name Azrahim. Care to enlighten me? He is going to do another check. He just passes his DC that I said. Huh. Lucky him. His eyes glow again. He goes, I remember Azrahim. This was a good, maybe over a thousand years ago now. Master Azrahim was our, he was our sponsor. To the, to the Spire of Magus. This, they kind of patroned my temple and their work for gathering mystic artifacts and items. He was a good man once, but he grew strange as the years went by. More and more of him was shrouded in darkness that I could never quite grasp. A form to him and his little group. I think, yes, the illuminated, his little mages that all gathered round him. That was Azrahima, the one I remember with all his friends, all those who thought him a genius, thought him special. And then I remember him just killing everyone I knew mercilessly without any care or any love for people he once spent so much time with he slaughtered them all with his his group of mages he caused wars and death and destruction from behind the scenes and up front so many plagues famines Revolutions, all because of their nasty little tendrils weaving into everything through the years. That's what I remember of Azrahim. A twisted figure blighting any memory I used to have of the man. And you see the glow in his eyes fades. So, n- not, not a friend of yours then? I not, not no more, lad. Not no more. I'm try, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking I'm trying not to stress you out too much, you know. I mean, maybe you have a question for me. Oh, that conversation. <laughs> well, tell me, lad, what brought you down here? <laughs> well, funny story. Um, there was like a big research base with some robots, and then there was like a demonic energy thing. Tried to. Take over good old Rogar's mind here. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we blew it up, and I fell in a hole. And now I'm here. Oh, you sound like you were pretty bloody lucky then. Well, some of us don't believe in luck. Ah, uh, fair, fair. Lots of things to believe in in this world, I've always thought. It's, uh, huh. So, 
you know the way out? Absolutely not. Um, but maybe you do. Well, if the way hasn't collapsed, you used to be able to get out of the temple, and he kind of gives you a vague direction of, like, turn left here, go straight down this corridor, through the antechamber, and then a left, and then two rights. If it's not completely collapsed, that was the way out in the old days. Oh, that's most useful and most kind of you to tell me. Um, well, one sight check him. Yeah, okay. Oh, and, I've, I've, and you've got to ask him one more question before you go. Okay. Uh, I, I, I plan on asking him a few more. I don't plan on leaving yet. At, 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 at least ask him what the SP velocity of an unladen swallow is. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll insight check him first. Uh, with a six, I won't have a clue. Um, with a six, he seems a, a strange old man who's got no reason to lie to you. Yeah. Um, so, I haven't even gotten your name. As I say, I, my name's disappeared long ago, lad. They just called me the Seer. Oh. There was two of us back in the day, me and me sister. We were like the left and right Aya Savras, I think they used to say. <laughs> I don't know if she's still alive, though. I feel... Oh. I always used to feel like a bit of a connection, you know? Like, a bit of back and forth, like we were both serving divine entity together, that sort of thing. But last few years, I ain't been feeling anything. It's almost like it's completely gone dark. Oh, that doesn't sound promising. But surely you might be able to see. Uh, no? Well, you see, that's the thing. Last few years of time, I guess, have all just become this blurred haze of darkness. Oh. Um, well, I don't know, you keep talking about Sabaris, um, helped you see, care to elaborate, maybe? Oh, uh, you can do me a religion check to see what you know as well, but he will hel- elaborate. Yeah, yeah. So, he, he might help with that. <laughs> uh, Sabaris was the, uh, the old god we used to worship around these parts. He was a god of mages, wizards, used to serve the goddess of magic herself. Uh, long ago, actually, used to be a mortal. One of a, he was a wizard, managed to ascend. It's quite uh, quite rare, but uh, happens from time to time. He was uh, pretty much became the lord of divination and being able to see things that others couldn't see the past, see the future, that sort of stuff. Um, around these parts, what our uh, holy charge used to be was to gather artifacts and keep them safe and protected from threats that Severus may have seen in the future, that sort of thing. A lot of uh, divination uh, sort of mages around these parts used to scry on things and help find items and stuff like that. Very interesting. So, um, these items, any ideas where they might be now? Well, as far as I'm aware... As Rahim and his men took them all. Ah, that kind of sucks. Does a bit. I remember seeing what he did with one of them. <laughs> Almost like I couldn't help but look, you know? <laughs> oh, Tell really? Me. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, lad, how's your how's your history? Um, Sketchy at best. I'm a little bit, you know... I, some would say not all there. I would say just a goddamn hero. <laughs> well, I think it was about oh, thousand ninety years back. 
not long after the old bastard killed all my friends, there was a, a city. It was called Miradin. Uh, you won't really find it on a map nowadays, except a notation or something called the Shattered City. The um, Illuminated used one of the items we had down here to end a war that they'd started. <laughs> and basically blow up half the continent. So much magical discharge just left there now. It's like a, a peculiar, half-dead, partially floating and destroyed city. I see people still living there, at least, what, 50, 60 years back. Don't know what sort of creatures would hold up in there nowadays, but... That's the sort of power that they had. They could wipe out armies and cities just because they could. Nice. So they've got magical tactical nukes. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> well, see, um, oh. uh, go on. It was a nasty, nasty thing they used there. It uh, ripped the soul out of anyone who came in contact with the magical blast, and then stored it into an object. No idea what horrible shit they would have done with something like that, but all the armed forces that they'd tricked into being there and fighting all wiped out and had their souls torn from them all in one go. Huh. So, this this magical item, don't suppose it's got a name? Uh, he's going to do a roll, see if he remembers it. Uh, with that one, he uh, rolls his head back and you see the golden eyes start to appear and then they flicker and fade. He goes, uh, that's... Uh, sorry, lad, my memory's not perfect anymore. I used to just be able to recall whatever I wanted, but... No, I don't remember the name of the item. Oh, well, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, we're, we're not all perfect. Um, so you seem like you're in a, you know, you're a little bit tied up there. Um, may I ask why? Oh, it's uh, it's all part of the ritual. Like, you you see these uh, bonds they got me on. If you look close, they're all covered in little magic sigils. Most of this uh, throne is. Maybe they're a bit faded nowadays, but it was helped to channel the divine energy of Savras through me, you see. Right, so you can't move then? No, no, if I move I'd probably die. <laughs> Which, frankly, I'd probably welcome at this point. Well, yeah, fair enough. I um, uh, <laughs> I won't ask you if you want to be freed because you clearly don't. Um, but, you know, just while we're chatting, I assume you're okay for me to ask you some more questions, maybe? How about this, lad? I'll do you a trade for a bit more information. I'll give you three more questions if you promise one, to kill me, and two, kill me sister if you manage to stumble across her. If she ain't dead already, then well, job's done. This is the time for the what is your name, what's your quest questions. <laughs> it's now or never. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm going to insight check him and see if that's a genuine offer. Go for it. It seems too easy. I really want to kill his sister. Because fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches be crazy. <laughs> a 20. With a 20. You take a good look at him, and you see that his offer is genuine. You don't know what kind of life this man volunteered for back in however many thousand years ago he sat in this chair. But he looks hollow and gaunt, and he has been sat down here, you have to assume, alone for at least a thousand or so years, if that's when all his people died. He 
is assuming that both he and his sister are now living horrendously torturous lives and he has an opportunity to just finally end it. And he wants the same for his family. Okay. Yeah, um, they do something nice for him. He's offering me free wishes. Well, Like a genie. That's the way I'm taking it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say questions, not wishes. I mean, he can't give you anything. It's yeah. information, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, Rogar's quite enjoyed this conversation. Um, you know, it's been about murdering people and shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, sounds like a good offer to me, mate. Excellent. So go on then. Ask your questions. I'll answer what I can. As I say, I can't really tell you much about the last few years, but other than that, I should be able to give it a go. Okay, so see into the future. That's not a question, though. Damn no, it. no, uh, no. I'm. I was just about to say, like, uh, uh, can we met again this a little uh, uh, slightly? If, well, if you can just straight up ask him, just not as like one of his questions that could he see into the future. It was like a straight up question. As long as it's not one of his questions, then yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I was specifically to see into the past. My sister could see into the future. Damn Interesting. It. Right. So, outside of Rogar, you guys got any ideas what you want me to ask or not? Because I'm thinking he's not going to know about anything about Kren because that's too, that's too close. That's yeah. kind of when he's lost his mind type of thing. Um, so it's specifically about the past. So it's so got to be whispering man questions. Uh, or, or, or the illuminated and how they got to, well... Did they turn into the form that we know them as? Is is the, are they actually the true illuminated, or are they something else? That kind of stuff, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking. So, I'll spend one question. Ask like I'll describe the illuminated to him as we see them, and ask him if that's what he saw. Yeah, uh, and, and and if he has any idea how, if it's not the same, if it's possible they could have turned into that, or is something just taking the name of illuminated? Kind of ask an elongated question. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. I'll see if the DM allows that. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, ask him. I don't know. I don't know if to say ask him anything else about the Whispering Man because it seems to piss him off, or seem to like get him quite riled up. Yeah. Um. But then again, I suppose I'm about to kill him, so it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you're going to kill him one way or another. If he gets pissed off first, so yeah. be it. <laughs> yeah. And then. He's- I've got one question left. Um, some way of killing an illuminated, or maybe how? Well, you know, you said like don't ask him anything about Kren, but from the previous episode, we learnt that Kren's gone all batshit insane. Uh huh. Like, is there any way to save him? Maybe is that too close to the? No, because yeah, we wouldn't know that. Oh yes, very true. Yeah, sorry. No, too um, much metagaming. Yeah. What is there anything else you could ask him? Um, what would what would what would Rogar really want to know? Um, I mean, I mean, you could you could ask him. Rogar would want. Where Rogar would want to know if how, how, how to how kill Samuel. Samuel yeah, Brown, basically. basically. Well, that's that's got to be one of your questions then. Yeah. Even if he, even if he doesn't know, yeah. that's that's something that's got to be the burning thing that Rogar wants to know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, so, first question. Have you ever heard of Samuel Crenn? And 
Got any ideas how I can kill him? Uh, his eyes glow golden, and he looks and goes, I see a, a small child called Samuel Crenn. Seems to be the child of someone who rules a city called Varadin. That who you're talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if he's a baby, you can just stab him or something, I guess. Well, he ain't, he ain't no baby anymore, but, you know, I'm just uh, I just wondering if there's anything about his, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if you can see auras and stuff. I seem like a normal lad, to be honest with you. Well, that's a shame. I'll, just so you know, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> For full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he may be a baby, but I'm still going to kill him. Yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to sound impressive. He looked quite weak to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! It's nice. It's nice. Just, just uh, full disclosure. Just, just a fact. I like killing babies. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> he was playing with a little wooden sword, but I don't think that'll stand up to much. Excellent. No, but trust me, the sword he carries now ain't so wooden. Question: Would Rogan know what Samuel Crenn's sword is uh you'd have seen him wearing a sword he wouldn't have told you much about it it just looks like no, a no, sword no. that you'd know about like he has I a just, sword yeah i knew well I, I know that but i didn't know if like in walking around the palace or being with the guards and stuff like that whether they'd talk about it or because it's supposed to be this fancy magical piece isn't it so you know what i mean it'd probably have a bit of a, a bit of a reputation do me a straight up luck check to see whether you heard anything out. So roll me a d20, and if you get high enough, I might tell you something. Ooh. Well, I'll give you the knowledge that you knew something. A 13. 13? With a 13, I'd say you'd know the sword's name, Oathkeeper. And I bet if I was to ask him about that, it'd be a second question. It would be, yes. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um... No, you know, when you were talking about, you know, I asked you about the Whispering Man, you were talking about Azrahim, and you mentioned the Illuminated. Um, you know, the Illuminated, as I know them, kind of half machine, half kind of demonic monster. You know, is that how you remember them? Or, you know, is there any way you think that they could have become these things? You know, are they eternal? You know, what's the deal? His eyes go golden again, and he kind of leans backwards and goes, I see a group within Vorik's spire, unhappy with the way the mages run their world. They bind themselves together, 13 of them, led by a man with vision and magical power far outstripping anyone they'd ever met before. They call themselves the Illuminated, but they know what's better for the world than those that currently rule it. Initially, I see them being more like some sort of magical club, where they just exchange spells and try to be a bit political at times and work their way up the rungs of the spire. And then one day I see Azrahim has changed. Even though his physical form is the same, he has a monstrous glare to his eyes and a hint of madness surrounds him. He's much stronger. Even back then, much stronger than he'd ever been to that day. And he inducts them all 
to this new way of thinking. And then, they strike out. They leave the Spire as a group, and they set up shop around the world, doing various things. As I said before, influencing wars, causing famines and strifes and disease. Each of them has their own little specialty of what they like to do. A few of them do like to mess about with bodies, creating things, merging monsters together to make things that are a bit better than before. The worst of them was a lass called Cisleen, became known as the Flesh Weaver, and she had a little apprentice in the Illuminated known as Elistra. Nasty little girl who came here with Barakeen and helped kill all these poor people who used to walk these halls. I don't see the Illuminated making themselves mechanical in any of my sight of them, but they did change from being human to something far worse. I saw them transform themselves into eldritch abominations of horrifying power far beyond what a normal mage should be capable of. Whether they created something else, that's most likely. They always had armies and forces and spies hidden. I don't know if the things you're talking about are something they made, perhaps, but I can't see that close. But I definitely see them experimenting with different forms of life. It's what things that a pair of them have always done. And the glow fades. Yeah, that was really interesting. Um that a character? Yeah. Alistra. Why why do we know that name? Yeah, we do know that name. Why do we know it? Um Anyone? Um Cookson, why do we know it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did call her a bit of a frigid bitch and wanted to get in her pants, Kurt. Oh! Yeah. She was a frigid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or she had a thing against, like, halflings. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Shit bad. Motherfucker. <laughs> I knew she was up to no good. <laughs> Fucking dick knew she was up to no good. Fucking dick! Yeah. <laughs> um, right. You see, would, would Rogar recognise any of those names, though? I'm guessing not. You would recognise Elistra's name because she would have still been in the court when you arrived. What was our final question? Oh, shit. Uh, I'm thinking about second half and just asking about that. Uh, pause the pod and listen back to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be listening back to this and going, that was what it was! <laughs> yeah. Fucking idiot! <laughs> Friend... Cren. Oh, it was just further. If you anything more about the whispering man, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Expanding on that. But, I, but I'm thinking this is more important. I think that might be more important. This yeah. seems like something here and now, and it's something that the whispering man's told me to do. So it's to create this war. Well, yeah, revolution. So I want to know more about her. So I'm just going to. You mentioned the name Alistra there. Now. I once knew, or knew of, an Alistra in the court, in Samuel Crenn's court, in fact. And w- would I know what she looked like? I'm guessing I would. Yeah, she looked like the typical noble. Yeah. She looked mid-30s, uh, 
tightly tied black hair, very smart, very well-to-do, not, like, ostentatious, like, she tried to blend into the background a little bit. She was there as a, a uh, an advisor, really. She wasn't, like, giving speeches or uh, sitting on yeah. the council or anything like that. But you would have, you'd recognize her if you saw her sort of thing. So I'm going to say, this Alistra that you were talking about, tell me more. The, give me a bit of a description about her. Tell me, tell me more about her. She's... Ish. Is she anything like, and then I'll describe her, you know, with the black hair and whatnot, and, you know, or could she make herself like that? He, uh, has the golden eyes appear yet again and goes, Elistra, uh, she was the youngest of the Illuminated, the last to join. She apprenticed herself to Cicelyne, the flesh weaver, learned everything she could about creating monstrous abominations all from her little master there. She always wanted to prove herself, tried harder and harder. You see, it's difficult being the youngest when everyone suddenly starts living forever. Then you're always the youngest because they never die off. <laughs> Got a bit of a chip on her shoulder about that, I thought. Yes, I see her through the ages changing her form. She were a powerful mage, no doubt. She could alter her body alter herself as much as she wanted. If I don't know if she ever looked like the person you described, but it's entirely possible for her to. Wouldn't be that difficult. <sighs> He's not going to let me ask any more questions. Why are um, three questions? <laughs> why not 30? Yeah, yeah. Because I would be here all day. Um, <laughs> because eventually the pod must move on. <laughs> oh. I'm just, Can't we just I, tell the story of the pod through these questions? I'm just... I'll just I'm crack just, open a book and start reading. And then Rogar asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's just becomes so, an audio drama. I'm just thinking it sounds quite... It sounds quite plausible even to Rogar that if... Even if these things aren't the Illuminated, they could be created by her. Because she likes messing around with life forms. So why... Not to prove herself, wouldn't she try and merge them with machines as well? Maybe. Maybe she's involved at some point, yeah. Because that seems like something that she would do. And if she was in... So, and if Rogar knew that she was in Kren's court, then it would make sense that she's aligned with Kren, to, to me. Right, so when we first met her, she was in Kren's court and didn't wasn't she the person that kind of... She set up the or, deal. Yes, exactly. The deal which then led to um, some wow, present, yeah. the present that then subsequently got lost, and he became evil. So, yeah, seems like, not to, uh, not not to overly metagame this. Yeah, but, 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 but but it seems seems like her her finger is in this pie very much. So isn't yeah. it? Um, right. So, um, but yeah, that's my three questions up. Um, <laughs> Shit, where are we going to find your fucking sister? <laughs> I don't have to find her, it's just if I do come across oh, her. Okay. Okay. So, so, wow. in, in your travels, you know, you just, just if, you see, if, you see, if you see an old woman in your travels, just stab her. <laughs> well, it's, well I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to tell by the fact that she's, like, divine. Um, yeah. He goes, as you're sort of musing out loud about how to find the sister, he goes, well, she'd have been in a room very much like this one, in a temple very much like this one. I mean, they weren't that far from here, kind of on the few miles away from where I was sat. We were both in kind of the same complex, you see. But this complex used to be massive. I don't know how much of it's still in one piece. 
Oh, well, say with the caving, I'm not 100% sure to be fair, buddy, but uh, I tell you what, if I see her and if I find her, you've already got my word. I will, I will murder a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll smack that bitch up. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks, lad. All right, go on then. Make it quick. Um, yeah, I'll uh, take a swing. Uh... No, think of a really nice way of killing him. What? Well, then eat him because that's what you do. And <laughs> no one's to witness it. Rogar doesn't know nice ways of killing people. It's sure, like smash. <laughs> Rogar smash. Um, Tear um, the flesh, salt the wound. <laughs> I'm, I'm yes, guessing yes. I don't have any other ways to kill him. I mean, you could, you could stab you could, him with like, your glaive. <laughs> you could just suffocate him gently. Suffocation is like so- one of the worst ways to die. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever been stabbed with a glaive? Well, <laughs> with the glaive, like in his head. Well, I was thinking I might take his head clean off and keep it. Yeah. Oh, well, why are you keeping his fucking? You haven't got the bag of holding. How how often do you get the head of a seer? Yeah, and it's a light know. snack if you get. We've only been doing this pod for a few months. I mean, we can... <laughs> the seers might be everywhere, around every corner. Well, he's just said there are two of them. That he knows. I that. want one. <laughs> it's oh, a collector's sh- item. Yeah, see if you can like shrink it, like those shrunken heads. That'd be pretty cool. Just have yeah. it hanging from your from your belt like a troll head. <laughs> I'll let you try, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna try to take his head off. All right. So you, uh, he kind of proffers his neck, like he is not giving any resistance. He just wants this to end at this point. And uh, you swing forward with the glaive, and <laughs> off goes his head. I really wish you made. And now I want to pick it up. Yeah, I I, I wish you made him roll for an attack to see if he missed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as the head lands on the floor, you notice the blindfold comes loose and falls away. It's just next to him, and you also notice out of his robe, you see a glint of silver, as you notice an amulet that was underneath his torn-up clothes. So I'm going to pick up his head and the amulet. When you pick up his head, you notice his eyes, like the holes where his eyes used to be, are covered in these black little vines. That is cool. I'm keeping it. Ooh. Looking at it, you don't know if that's what they were supposed to look like. They look quite diseased. But yeah, you can uh, keep the head. And you're picking up the amulet? Uh, what, what Question. When I'm looking at the head, would I... Um... Would I be able to tell if like that disease had transferred to me by keeping the head? Uh, from looking at it, you wouldn't know, but I think paladins are immune to disease anyway, aren't they? Oh yeah, shit, I am. <laughs> so, yeah. so those those, those black lines around his, around his eyes—is that a little bit like the kind of the little black lines that come away from like Nick Fury's eye, the missing one? No, well, this actually, when you look at it, reminds you a little bit of what Kossuth's eye looked like when it was being turned into a portal. Oh. No, no, no flirking attacks then, no. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Do you wonder why he suddenly was losing all sense of his whereabouts and recent knowledge was disappearing from him? Mm. As you well, look at this. Because someone destroyed a portal. Um, it's not to do with destroying the portal. It's the Whisper Man stopping him from seeing. You sure? Yeah, He's I'm not. Stopping I'm him sure. from seeing by you destroying several realms? 
it's stopping him from seeing by, as in, he doesn't want him to see him. Mm. Yeah, f- f- uh, funny enough, I, th- I think if he could see a bit more, he probably wouldn't have told you as much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> not you, anyway. <laughs> probably uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly not. Oh, well. He should have insight-checked Rogar, to be fair. He, should have he really <laughs> should have insight-checked Rogar. <laughs> oh, fuck. He was Thought just happy for a chat. <laughs> what I love you chat before I die. At the end of the day, if he'd inside-checked Rogar, he would have seen a goddamn hero. Oh. He would have seen a goddamn madman. <laughs> <laughs> With another hero complex. What is it about your characters and hero complexes? <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's just the bunkle. Point. That's just bunkle. That's not... <laughs> For nothing to do with D and D, that's just bunkle. It's true. Yeah. yeah, we all know it. We're his friends. We just accept it. <laughs> but yes, yeah. I, I got I got an amulet as well. You did get an amulet. Uh, would mm. I know anything about it? Uh, you can take a short rest to find out about it. But when you look at it, it is a silver pendant with the symbol of Savras engraved on the front of it. Uh, okay. Good luck with that. Yeah, um, and I'm going to follow his directions to the way out. Okay. Uh, Tommy, are you still stealthing at the minute? As we uh, yeah, I am, yeah. To you? Cool, roll me a stealth check. Okay. One stealth check. Come up. Uh, 15. Again, not very good. <laughs> Is that with advantage? Uh, no. Is it with advantage? Well, yeah, you you got got the the yeah, you got the cloak. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, of course it is. And roll it again. Uh, 25. That's better. 25. Uh, Rogar, do me a perception check. Perv. Come on, Rogar. A seven. Seven. Jesus. So, um, Tommy, you <laughs> hear... <laughs> you hear heavy footsteps approach, and you kind of slink down into the shadows, pulling up your uh, cloak of elvenkind and just disappearing. As... I'm just going to ready my sword as well. Yeah. As you see a big, heavy-footed Rogar just come clomping past you. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing to himself like a madman. (laughs) Fucking hell, Rogar. (laughs) You shit me up, then. Ah, Tommy, how we doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, There's there's ghosts about here, so watch your footing. They might Ah, walk through you. Don't worry about no ghosts. It's all right. I've solved everybody's problems. And I know the way out. Follow ah, me. Fair enough. Do you want do you a get any, Do you get any cool loot? I've got a ring. Uh, I did. And I will hold up this amulet that I have. Hmm. What's the symbol? Um, it is the symbol of Sabarus. Sabarus. Is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, you might want to. You might want to be a little bit quiet because I saw one of them illuminated up ahead. Oh. Did not know that. Yeah. So yeah. if we're heading any further back the way I just came, uh, I'd probably take it a little bit cautiously. Maybe I should stealth on ahead. I'm just going to take a look at Tommy and see that he's kind of still like in a bit of a rough shape. And I will throw him a cure on wounds. Oh, I thought you were going to stab me. him. <laughs> <laughs> Easy way to get rid of Tommy down in the darkness. <laughs> Why do you want to get rid of me? What the fuck have I done? <laughs> as far as I know, I still need him. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, Unfortunately. We're, we're like those mates that think each other are dickheads, but still hang out. Like, like us, lot. Yes, um, exactly. That is, you're talking about yourself. <laughs> well, have an eight hit points. Oh, sweet. I'm up to 17 now. Thanks, mate. 
um, and saying, oh, Tommy, um, you know, I'm glad you're looking a bit better. But uh, yeah, um, right. So you're saying stealth. Are we doing the usual? You go up in front or just are want me to tag along? Are they going the way that Tommy just came from or are they going a different well, way? T- tell, me, tell me which way I'm going and then I'll go up to just about where you can't see me anymore. Have a little look around. You move up to me and then I'll move on again and we'll do it like that. If um, I spot anything signs of illuminated, I'll let you know. Who has the horn of warning? Tommy at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. There we are yeah. then. Got the horn of Gondor. Horn, so it's horn fine. of fucking Gondor. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to blow the horn of Gondor? <laughs> no, not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll tell him the way out that uh, the seer told me. So I think it was like a, a left, a left into the big room, a left, two rights, and a left. Oh, well remembered. It's something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's hope. Let's hope it is that. Even, <laughs> even the DM like... doesn't remember. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, let's hope. It, let's hope it is. It is that, and not something like it, or else we are going to get seriously lost. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to move up to basically to the to the next corner to where I'm just just popping out of sight uh, in stealth. I guess. Do you want me to take another stealth check? Yeah. Let's do a stealth for this section. Okay. So you um, start heading ahead, basically, and it does partially go back the way you okay, you came from, but then veers off to the left. Uh, 26 for the 26 cool so you're heading in a different direction than where you just came from with all the ghosts uh you do see the odd ghost appear around here and again they're like dusting invisible tapestries that have long since rotted away and stuff like that but none of these are as vivid as the ones you saw before but there are they are increasing in frequency the amount you're seeing around here you get the impression maybe that scene you saw before left a particular imprint because of those involved but yes they are appearing more and more frequent and as you leave the corridor you see a light coming up ahead in a larger domed room and you can hear this rushing sound of like energy moving backwards and forwards almost like a continual cracking crackling rushing noise Mm. okay uh i'm gonna creep up to where i can see the light then before i go back to rogar Okay. As you kind of creep up to the edge, you see that this room sinks down a little bit into the center, like as a slope, and then has a completely domed ceiling on it. It's quite large as well. And in the middle of this room, you see what looks like the residue of some sort of spell that's still active here. You see a small sphere of purplish-black energy swirling around. It's hardly bigger than a fist, but all around that has this massive bluish ghostly ethereal aura that's tearing into the world around it and it's almost just like constantly going and then you see around the edges of it ghosts appear do something and then disappear over and over again you think whatever horrifying spell or item that was used here has left some sort of lingering effect for the spirits that were killed in this place well it, do I think it's dangerous to go through? Um, you The room is big enough that you can go around it without going directly through it. Okay. I'm going to go back and tell Rogar, basically, and then get him to move up to this room. So, would Rogar be able to like make a check to see if he you know, could, I don't know, understand anything about the aura, just having a couple of spells and stuff himself? Ah, I'll let you do an arcana check as you wander up to it. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to touch the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just have a look. Yeah, a twelve. 
12. It's better than I got. Uh, yeah, this magic is a bit out of your league. Um, the best you can tell, it it's probably what's causing the ghosts to appear and reappear over and over again. Whether that's an intentional effect or just a side effect, you have no idea. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna while we're here, I'm gonna kind of say there's let Rogo mate. There's uh, I saw some some more weird shit. Um, some stuff to do Barakeen and um, the Illuminated, but I think we probably better talk when we're somewhere a bit safer. Oh, have I got a story to tell you, my friend? Oh, I'm just going to show him the seer's head. (laughs) Fucking hell, did you kill someone down here then? Well, he asked me, and, you know, I thought, (laughs) well, I'm going to keep his head because this is going to be like a collector's item, I'm telling you now. Ah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, I've, I've not, I've not. To be fair, I've not got any human heads in my collection. But as, as kind of attached to me, I have all the other trophies of various things we've killed. <laughs> <laughs> we've got quite a collection growing now. I say, oh no, this, this is, this is. Well, he might well be a human, but this is a seer's head. Um, what's a, what's a seer when he's at home then? Um, well, just singing well, from America. Uh, and and is is that some kind of like ironic joke because he's not got any eyes? Um, I, well, I'll explain later because it could get quite convoluted if we did this now. And, but I was going to say, could I do like a perception on the room to see if there's anything else in there other than the floating spell? Mm. Uh, this room is pretty much stripped bare, but there is a set of stairs on the far side of the room that lead up. All right. Okay. So there is nothing else in there. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking avoid that and go up the stairs. Uh, Yeah. Uh, hang on, mate. I'll I'll head on. So I'm going to stealth up ahead. I think again. Sure. S- see what we see up up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, stealth on ahead? I'll let you keep your uh, roll from before for this. So you get to the staircase, and it's leading on quite a sharp incline. You can see the stairs at the bottom are very like ancient, small stairs, just hewed into the rock. And then as it gets further up, you see they can completely fallen away in parts. It's actually a little bit treacherous to get around. So as you kind of balance uh make me an either an acrobatics or an athletics to get past the worst of this as like the stairs have completely cracked and fallen away in parts uh an 11 on my athletics athletics okay 11 with an 11 that's enough to kind of like sidle your way past uh you have a few tense moments as bits of the rock fall away while you stood on them but you managed to get past the worst of it and do you continue uh, up yeah i might i might kind of hoping that Rogar's sort of in, in calling distance to the bottom without me shouting too loudly be like Rogar you might want to come up this far but keep your foot in there's um, some crumbly bits I don't really want fancy going back down to tell you about them later on and going past I'm I, I'm assuming I'm stood at the bottom of the stairwell yeah so I'm assuming you, 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 could, you could hear me if I kind of loud whisper down to you to say to warn you about these crumbly bits and say you might want to come up because I don't want to have to climb all the way back down past all these yeah, yeah. stairs to let you know. So I can at least get you up to this point and then I'll move on again. I suppose it's up to the DM. <laughs> well, you can start heading up. And yeah, okay. You're also going to have to make me have an athletics or an acrobatics to get past it, though. Uh, or I could, got... I, could, I could chuck you a rope, if you like. Uh, um, I suppose it's kind of up to you. I was just going to do an athletics check. Well, I mean, if I get, if I chuck you the rope, you could do an. I'm, I'm assuming we could get like an with advantage athletics check. Yeah, I'd give you advantage. Okay, but if you bust it up, he'll drag you both down. Uh, well, a, a twenty-eight. He, he, he <laughs> critted it. <laughs> uh, sad times. 
uh, yeah, you you, all, you don't even need the rope. You throw it back to him and you just kind of hop across. Like, dun, 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 dun. What was Tommy in, worried in about? heavy armor. Yep. He's just yeah. tapping. Well, I mean, sadly. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm proficient. <laughs> so the pair of you continue up the stairwell. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll still head on ahead and just a little bit further, just so so that if hopefully I can see stuff before it sees Rogar. Sure. So as you continue up, it goes on for quite a while. You guys are walking for a good like fifteen twenty minutes before Tommy. You eventually reach a rather more modern looking door that is mm. just it is like the door to the stairwell almost. Um, quick investigation on the door, see if it's locked, see if it's trapped. Go for it. Uh, I don't. I, I barely recognize it's a door. Apparently. Oh yeah, with a natural one. Is that a handle? You turn handle. Handle good. <laughs> oh well, I'm gonna see if it's at least if, it, if if I can spot a keyhole. I'm gonna do a perception through the keyhole. Then, if there's a keyhole, I may not be able to tell that. Uh, I mean, there is a keyhole. Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna see if I can have a look through the keyhole and see if I can see anything the other side. Okay. As you bend down and put your face to the keyhole to look through. Uh, make me a constitution saving throw. Yeah. Well, I didn't think you were going to let me do another investigation on the door. No. So. Uh, 22, though. 22. Nice. Ooh, that's good. Um, a greenish gas suddenly fills your nostrils and you feel your head kind of go completely woozy and you almost fall unconscious down the stairs, but you just managed to shake it off. Whew. Shake all my well actually i've always got a mask on so it doesn't really matter i was going to sort of pull something to cover my face but that's kind of pointless isn't it uh-huh. uh, uh so i'm going to sort of step back and is the gas dissipating was it just a one shot kind of yeah, thing it was, or is a, it... it was just a one shot for anyone silly enough to look through the keyhole <laughs> fair enough i'm gonna go i'm gonna go look through the keyhole again then um now i'm assuming it's gonna be a one shot or am i just gonna open the door you can try open the door if you want I'll see, see, I'll see if I can tell if it's locked by trying to gently wiggle the door. Okay, so you touch the handle. Um, make me a dexterity saving throw. <sighs> I really, really wish I hadn't like brought <laughs> a natural one on this investigation. Uh, 13. 13. Oh. As you uh, put your hand on the handle, you're suddenly filled with an electrical shock and you take nine points of electric damage, of lightning damage. Yay. Back to eight hit points. Dude. Uh, Get Rogar to fucking do something. Rogar's stood behind him in the stairwell. I'm like, uh, Rogar. I keep hurting myself. Can you you spot anything else? Any other fucking traps on this door? (laughs) Do my fucking head in. Uh, As I walk up, I'm just going to chuckle and, uh, you know, slap him on the ass. Good job. Uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, can I check the door? Sure, do me an investigation. Uh, 21. <laughs> 21. That's how you do it. <laughs> it's 21. funny, isn't it? <laughs> I don't uh, think I've ever seen more like natural ones and natural 20s than we roll in this game, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> um, so, with the 21, you spot that the door is indeed locked, and any attempt to pick the lock just without realizing there's a trap there would send a number of poison needles back at the person. Oh. Um, 
well, is, is is it something we I could disarm if Rogar yeah, told me? It, it's not so much disarming it. It would be if you didn't know there was a trap there. If you would just trigger it automatically and get hit. Right. If but you know it's know... there, you can avoid it. Right. So I'll let Tommy know it's there so he can unlock the door. Fair enough. Um, I will make a thieves tools check on the door then knowing that there's a trap there this time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is of course a thieves skill. It's been such a long time since I played someone who's actually can do this kind of stuff. What's a thieves tools check? Is uh, it a dex and proficiency for you? Because okay. you're proficient in it. Mr. Criminal. Uh, a 22 plus 3. 22 plus 25. 3. 25 with a 25, you just get it. Um, really? Yes, fucking hell. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. We'd have been there all day otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You carefully balance the uh, the lock picks against the what you notice would have been a little trigger that would have let all the darts out right in your face. And it takes a while. It takes, even with this level of skill, it takes you a good 10 minutes to get this lock done properly. This is a masterwork lock. But eventually, it opens. And that is how it's done. And as the door swings open, you see five crossbows pointed in your face. Uh, Attached to people, or just... (laughs) You see someone pushes two other people aside as there are a number of people stood there holding these crossbows. As, oh, dear God, it is these idiots again. Uh, I don't recognize that this, voice. This isn't the toilet then, no? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was looking for the privy. Is, is this not it? No, it is not the privy. Come inside. Welcome back, Tommy, to the Watchers. And... That's where we're going to end the episode. Ah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who it's else would have a heavily locked and uh, trapped door? Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I need to go listen back. Can <laughs> <laughs> I just ask Bungoy? He's like an encyclopedia. Um, normally I am, uh, but it's the watchers. Cookson, Cookson, who are the watchers again? Um, for those who haven't listened recently, you remember the woman who got very angry at you guys for, uh, yeah, yeah, back in I think I episode six for I'm... causing all the illuminators to now just be roaming the streets. Yeah. And she, uh, helped you kill, oh, uh, yes. the smuggler guy as well. Yeah. Oh yes, Tommy. You should know about the Watchers. I I, I do, but I I I could only remember her. I was like, I can't. Didn't remember, remember the, the if they were yeah. others. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's plausible. Well, there you go. So you two are in maybe safe hands. We'll find out. Well, I mean, we're not we're not going to get murdered right now. I think. <laughs> Let's see how I can piss her off. <laughs> well, in, 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 this, in the same way we don't talk to the Crimson Tongue like yeah. that, maybe we shouldn't talk to this woman like that. <laughs> well, I suppose this would be where I'd let you do the talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you, you always talk- say that, but then you end up fucking talking. <laughs> he didn't like it last time, to be fair. Mm. Thank you. I... I- <laughs> I was very, very stoic in my behavior. <laughs> Rogar, stoic. 
He used that's that that was one word you used to be able to describe him with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I hope you all enjoyed our return to the regular campaign. Uh bit of a lore and exposition heavy episode for once rather than combat heavy oh. yeah it was nice furthering the plot mm. so uh yes if you would like to get in touch with myself or any of my players we are all on twitter i am at trees and no and they are all on their character names with gtmp at the end of it we have a WordPress website full of pictures and comic and lore and all these backgroundy things that you want to brush up on in your spare time. We also have a Facebook page because reasons. And yep. I was going to say, if, if, if you do tweet us, uh, we will definitely tweet back and we will probably get into lots of banter with you. Yes, we will. We yeah. have done with some fans recently. so Because we don't have lives. Yeah. <laughs> we do it's have true. Twitter. <laughs> we all, basically, we all get bored at work. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very, very true. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, with that, I will hand you over to my players to say their little goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. And maybe one day. I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. You've got that till October, then who the fuck knows? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and as usual, if you want to hear more of my voice, I'm afraid you can't unless you know me in person, in which case that creeps me out slightly. Um, but as normal, I have a little advert for you. So... About six months ago, three random strangers were captured and tested by an entity few could comprehend. These three were promptly kicked out of his maximum security lair to the Varadin underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the player characters. Etc. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being bored at work, <laughs> like, like he said, he does this on the toilet. All right, I do a lot of things on the toilet. One of which is podcast stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, what's wrong with wrong with that breath? I can smell it from over here. Steve, your breath is so stinky. People look forward to your farts. <laughs> if anyone gets that, it's, it's very... No, when I say this film's very old, I mean, like, I don't know, about 20 years old. So, yeah, let me know if you get it. <laughs> it's a good quote. <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh, well. well, thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed, and we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. See you. Hey, this is Paul. This is Beth. I'm Emily. And we're from On The Shoulder. Uh, the show you just listened to is part of the Necropodicon Network. That's Necropodicon. Necropodicon! <laughs> if you're looking for some uh, D&D adventures in a modern world with 
devils, davas, and dicks. Well, yeah, there sure are. Um, and Daytois. Find us on the Necropodicon Network. Uh, www.necropodicon.com. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>